unrelenting, unrepentant, and in your face with a style that is always funny, fresh, and never boring. Join Delhi as he discusses various relevant and trending topics as he keeps you informed, engaged, and entertained. Welcome to Soul Food and Lemonade. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Soul Food and Lemonade. I have with me my man Sharif, my co-host. What's <laughs> yes, up, Sharif? What's going on everyone? We are back again. Yes. And we hope that you paid attention to our last episode because we did make a point to say that this episode would be titled What Can You Do While Being Black? And it's not just in America, sadly. It's literally basically in a sense all over the world because yeah, different countries, Canada, the in the Europe, everywhere where being a black person it's so difficult. You cannot just mind your black business. It's as if it's as if being black is illegal. You know? That's that's what it appears to me to and be. And it can know? be from a bank. It could be from police officers. It can be from regular Karen. From just minding your own business. It could whatever. be a Karen that won't mind her business while you minding your business. It could be a Bob while he won't mind his business. Yeah. It's like you just being you and being a black man or woman is a problem. It's a problem. So we said that we would start this. This whole episode is that is what this is going to be about. What can you actually be able to do while being black? And then what we're also going to start is once a month highlighting these videos of so many videos. Sadly, of so black many people videos. being harassed by the police. So and many. Yeah, there's a whole lot of it out there. Whole like it's lot. Sad. You just type it in, and, it, and there are a multitude of videos come up. So we're going to start that once a month of highlighting and really showcasing. Somebody got to start talking about this. They yeah. talk about it more and yeah. more until things are really being done. You'll be saying once, once here and there, no, we're going to start talking about it more and more because it's happening state to state. It's happening in different countries. So that's where we're at right now. We're about to highlight things and really speak up a lot more. Right. So this particular video um, is a, uh, a, a business owner. He um, he's originally from Liberia. And yeah. he, what he does in um, Michigan, I believe, he flip houses, yeah. so he's doing a legitimate job. Legitimate business. So he went into the bank to, um, I believe he went to get a deposit he, or he to a, withdraw $30,000. He was depositing $30, a check, of $30,000 check for his business. Mm-hmm. And the bank teller just decide, look we, at him and feel we that. Feel like, he, we feel like you don't have this money. Yeah. We feel like this isn't your money. And, and so the cop got involved. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just play the clip right now. So. Five Investigates uncovers new body camera video and new allegations of racial discrimination at U.S. Bank. Millions of people watched this video of Joe Morrow handcuffed and accused of fraud when he tried to cash his paycheck at U.S. Bank in Columbia Heights. After investigative reporter Eric Rasmussen broke that story in December, U.S. Bank's CEO eventually apologized and pledged to do better. But since then, Eric, you found U.S. Bank is at the center of more complaints from black customers and even black employees. The phenomenon known as banking while black is receiving nationwide attention. For months, we've spoken to customers, employees, lawyers, and advocates. And tonight, you're about to see more video at another U.S. bank in Minnesota where tellers called police on a black customer trying to get money from his own account. Hold on. Hey, hey. When a police officer chased him down in a U.S. bank parking lot in December. You know, 
I wasn't really scared. I just, I was just confused. Peter Wogba says he was trying to wrap up some business before this branch in Bloomington closed early on a Saturday. Hi. Hello. Frank, did you, were you just in there wanting a cashier's check? Yes. The money for that cashier's check, $30,000, coming from Wogba's latest deal. In the business of flipping houses since coming to Minnesota from Liberia, Wogba had just closed on the sale of this property in Richfield. So when I got to the bank on Friday, they said, oh, the money was not available. So the guy told me, come by tomorrow. Despite calling U.S. Bank's 1-800 number to verify the funds were available, when Wogba returned here the next day, tellers denied him again. I said, well, I'm not going to leave. I know you guys are going to be closing soon, but I'm not going to leave until I get any money. How did they react when you said, I'm not going to leave? You know, when I, when I said that, I was, I was just trying to talk to them. They, you know, the lady said, oh, you know, you have to calm down. Calm down. The same command given to Joe Morrow. Joe, I need you to calm down. First of all, okay. This is the warning he received in October 2020 after a U.S. bank manager in Columbia Heights called police and accused the 23-year-old of fraud for trying to cash his $900 paycheck. He said, you people are always coming in here with fake checks. Who do you think he met? Black people. Days after five investigates reports sparked national outrage, U.S. Bank CEO Andy Ciceri apologized and promised reforms. I would like to see them back it up. I would like to see them back it up. U.S. Bank CEO still won't sit down with us for an interview. In a statement, the company said it's launching training for de-escalation and conflict resolution. But five investigates found some of U.S. Bank's own employees also describe a culture of discrimination reaching the highest levels of the company. Okay, so, so what happened is that they proved that the money was there. They proved that he had enough money. In fact, he had over $69,000 in his, in his bank account. Mm -hmm. And they still refused to, to give, him his money. give him his money. So the cops got involved. And this could potentially Have turn gone. deadly. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Have and we you? see this time and time <clears throat> and time again mm -hmm. where black folks are suspect, are, are, are suspect before... Any conversation, any real conversation. You're yeah. immediately already guilty because you're a black man. Because you're a black man or a black Automatically. woman. You see? And um, <sighs> what got me is when they, the start of it, how, what, what it was titled was Banking While Black. So that's like a variation of what we were talking about. It's like, what can you do while being black? And then you're going to this bank. You have a legitimate business. Everything gets proven but you still think you have the right to keep and hold my money that I'm earning. Like, you know, because know they don't, sure they don't feel that black people can do should that, be making that much. X amount of money. Mm -hmm. um, but that's not even, that's not even normal. That's not even the case either, because there's another video that we're going to show later on that mm -hmm. shows a guy who they just keep refusing to cash his check because mm -hmm. he is black. Yeah. You see what we're, I'm we're, we're not supposed to have that much money. Yeah, we're you not got, supposed to have that more, money. You got more than a thousand dollars. What? When? Where? You sell drugs? You do? That's what they're thinking. That's how they perceive us. Yeah, that's they what perceive comes us to all mind. as drug dealers. If or, you have that much money, you must be a drug dealer. You must have done something illegal. You must have stole this from someone. You didn't legitimately make this money on your own. Aren't you surprised that they don't close the doors of the banks whenever a black person approach? I mean, it's I, gonna be that next. <laughs> I would be, I would not be surprised if that started happening. Like, I know. I and, know. And like a lot of black people say, 
they get a little tense when it comes to going to a bank because you don't know how you're going to be treated. Yeah. And it's like, especially what makes it worse when it's your money, the money you're working hard to earn. But you're telling me, no, you're holding it. We got to verify this. We got to do this. We got to do that. Right, right. Okay, when I give you my ID, when I give you my card, what, what else do you want? You want some blood? Like, and let's make it clear. Not just any ID. A government-issued ID. So if you go you to the bank with face? your passport, your visa, your... Your state ID. State or ID, your, whatever. Uh, driver's license. That does you not immune you from the, being... Like, taken, my face is yeah, on your ID. I know. My face is right here. You see my face in front of you. You see my face on the ID. You see my name on the bank card, the de uh, credit card, any card. I'll give you all types of... And we are still facing ID. the same thing. And then when you have all these in front of you, you I'll give you all the verification that you need. You still say no. All right, let's um, let's turn to Dr. Malika Mitchell Stewart. Now she is a mother. She's married, obviously. Just had her baby. Had a second child. Yep. Um, went back to school. Went back to medical school. So you know she earned. She worked her behind off. She worked her paycheck. Days. So here's what happened. She got a brand new job, and I believe it was a. A sixteen thousand um, dollar bonus. Yeah, sign on bonus. A sign on bonus. So she went to Chase Bank, I believe it is. Yeah, Chase. And actually, this actually happens a lot with Chase. Yeah, Chase is one. Of the, I'm just gonna say, Chase is one of those racist banks. And that that other bank that this uh, situation happened with with Joe Morrow, that's a U.S. bank. That's the mm -hmm. name of the bank in Minnesota, mm -hmm. U.S. Bank. So now we turn to Chase Bank, mm -hmm. and the way Doctor uh, Doctor Stewart Dr. was Stewart. treated by mm -hmm. her. We're going to play you a clip of this video, and then you can see. You know, the thing is, people watch these videos, some mm -hmm. people at least watch these videos, and they may be saying, oh, you know, it's just another video. Or saying, we're, or more so, let's say this as well, they'll say we're blowing something out of proportion. It's not that serious. Right. Let it, like we said before, let it, let go. it go. We're all, and this is what I said before. Always we're black always people have to let go stuff. To let go. Yeah. It's not that serious. Yeah. Oh, you're blowing out of proportion. All right. <laughs> Let's check this one out because this to me, this to me is the height of racism. Like Co you, you whatever can't you want to no, call it. You can't, can't say no that it wasn't. Yeah. All right. So let's watch this one. Dr. Malika Mitchell Stewart was overjoyed when after more than a decade of school and giving birth to her second child late last year, she officially became a doctor. With that title came a new job and a more than $16,000 signing bonus. It's like a aha moment. Like I finally made it. I finally am successful. This was your moment. Mm -hmm. It was my moment. And it was taken away. Taken away by Chase Bank, according to Mitchell Stewart, when they refused to cash her check. She's now suing for $1 million alleging discrimination, claiming they refused her services because she's a black woman. Accusations that Chase tells NBC News are, quote, completely false. If I would have came in as a white male with that same check, I'm sure they would have verified it, deposited it, and opened an account for the net day. Mitchell Stewart says she visited a Chase Bank near Houston in December to open an account and cash her check. And they 
looked at the check and then they kind of looked back at me and then that's when they started asking me all these questions about like what I did for a living, who gave me this check, what company is this, how old I was. After answering those questions and even showing her business card, Mitchell Stewart alleges the bank refused to serve her, claiming the check was fraudulent. She says without ever trying to contact the check's issuer or offering an alternative, like putting a hold on the check until the funds cleared. I've worked so hard and to be accused of being a criminal it hurt my heart. Chase telling NBC News in a statement, while we fell short on delivering a great customer experience, our employee was concerned that she might be a victim of a scam and offered a safer alternative, such as ACH deposit, to get immediate access to her funds. At no point did they suggest that she was engaged in criminal activity or question the fact that she is a physician. Over the years, there have been many reports detailing similar experiences of black people at America's largest banks. Last year, U.S. banks settled a lawsuit after calling police on a black man who was placed in handcuffs after trying to cash his $900 paycheck. He said, you people are always coming in here with fake checks. Who do you think he met? Black people. You, but we always have to go through these we questions. Go through, we gotta these go unnecessary hell. interrogation of, you know, bank employee, uh, Walmart is, employee, everybody. You say, okay, you want to sit there and give the bull, bull <laughs> you want to give the BS, oh, I'm just doing my job. I have to do this. Okay, what you're supposed to do is verify my identity, verify the check. I give you my ID, I give you the check, you verify it. Right. That's it. All of the all of the extra mess makes no sense. And it's not necessary. It's quite not frankly. At all. So so that you're not doing your job. You doing extra shit. Because your job you're supposed to verify my identity, verify the check. And then everything should be done. I mean, it doesn't get clearer than showing your ID. I mean, you're looking at my face. You're looking <laughs> like, at the ID. That blows my mind. You see, like, what other questions do you need to ask this woman? You can check social security number. You can check driver's license. All of that you can verify. This is the bank. Yeah. So the system what does do not ask, change what, like, at the all bank. All the questions that they started to ask her were disrespectful, embarrassing. And it's just like... I just became a doctor, got a sign-on bonus, went to school for over a decade, did all this. But I'm to curious go to, to a bank and be treated like this. I'm curious to find out what become of that uh, lawsuit, though, because you know, um, and I'm going to do I some research you, Chase, on it. Chase has a lot of lawsuits against him, especially racial ones. Chase and sure. Wells Fargo, absolutely, especially a Wells lot. Fargo. You know, they like have a Chase whole is lot known for being racist, but they want to say, oh, oh, that's not even close to being true. I know. So please do tell me what, what would be a better answer if it's not that. Because if, like she said, if she came in there a white man, this would have never happened. If she came in there a white woman, this would have never happened. You would have took the ID, you would have took the check, verified it, and they would have been on their way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's not, let's not, let's call a spade a spade and really tell the truth. And isn't it funny how, how fast they, um, some of them claim that, oh, Everything is just race for you. This is America. Everything is about race. Everything in this country is That's about like, race. You can't get real. a job. You can't get the job that you're qualified for because of change, your race. Unless you change your name and your race on the application. It's so many things that we got to do as black men and women that just makes no sense. But we contribute the most to the entire world society. <sighs> like you, we do a job, if you do a job application and you put your birth name and it sounds too black, you're not gonna get it. And it, literally there's many clips, we got to find that too. And if you show up at the interview that. and you don't look like what they want you to look like, it's a disadvantage too, yeah. you're, you're turned away. It's you crazy. Know, they use ageism, racism, 
classism, even your hairstyle, uh, so mm-hmm. many, so many things that pretty much push us in the background. Yeah, and if it's you not don't right. Come, if you don't come up and you're not a cookie cutter white person, you're not getting the job. It's sad that we have to make it black and white, but that's what it is in this country. It's just the truth. And, and that's the sad part. And guess what? It's not just happening in this country. Mm-hmm. It's happening in France. It's happening in Canada. It's happening any and everywhere there's black people. Um, maybe I should... Yeah. Everywhere there's black yeah, people. To be because honest, yeah. if it's not racism, it's prejudice. prejudice. Okay? And, for example, in Jamaica... Mm-hmm. The lighter you are, you are, the more likely you are to get the better jobs. You see what I'm saying? Like so you have classes, you yeah. have colorism, you have prejud- uh, so many stuff. So this next one happened in Canada mm. at a TD bank. <laughs> all right. So every bank seemed to have their issues yeah. with um, black folks. If you're a black person, paycheck yeah. and you know. If you are a black person, of course. Yeah. You know, so this time we're going to play this one out of Canada. Keshna Spalding says every time he walks into a TD branch in Ottawa's East End, it's an uphill battle. Very, very, very frustrated. Sleepless nights. And I'm not candy coating it. He works in painting and construction and often gets paid with checks, which the bank insists on placing on hold regardless of the amount. He says tellers often ask pointed questions and calls the experience degrading. Oof, yeah, it, it is it is tough because it brings me back to some ugly memories and what I'm experiencing here is nothing than racism. Spalding uh, just, isn't alone. I absolutely hate going into banks. I get tense. I get a knot in my stomach. These Toronto area business owners have seen tellers cite bank policies to explain their actions like holding checks, even when those policies are discretionary. Make sure that my outcome and my experience is not a lottery draw. Experts say there needs to be a way to hold financial institutions accountable so that customers can deal with unfair treatment. Without any kind of scrutiny of acts of racism and discrimination that is happening in these banks, then people are left to their own devices. They can say, well, these are the policies that we've put in place. We're the ones who are affected negatively by these policies. And that's why there needs to be systemic changes. TD has now apologized to Spalding after he recently filed a complaint. In a statement to CBC, the bank says, when an individual has the courage to speak out, we have a responsibility to listen and take appropriate action. As a first step, workers at the branch must complete training in conscious and unconscious bias. But Spalding says even after the apology, he's had a number of bad experiences. Let me let me say this. Um, let, let me say this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I believe that sometimes, maybe not in all cases, mm-hmm. but I think that the bank... The banks sometimes take it upon themselves to decide who gets treated with respect and who doesn't. I don't necessarily think that there's a policy, and this is just me, I could Mm -hmm. be wrong. I don't necessarily believe that there's a policy in place Mm -hmm. as to how to treat black people when they walk into the bank. So let me say this. I refuse to believe. How I feel is this. 
we're always told i'm just following protocol i'm just following the policies and our rules and regulations for the blank for the our company for this business so next time somebody said that to me i promise you i'm gonna say please show me the papers where it says what you what is the policy show me the policy like I need I, to see this for myself because it's to the point now where that's always what we're told. Oh, I'm just following our policies. I'm just following the protocol. I promise you, I've never heard a white person say anything like what we have to go through. But you know ever. what? It could be an unwritten rule. You see know what I'm saying? Because everything, you know, <laughs> these people have their way of doing stuff. Very, very, very shady stuff. So mm -hmm. it may be an unwritten rule that only the employees know about. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's not written into their uh, handbook. procedural mm -hmm. handbook. You see? So that's, that's the only thing I could come up with. I'm sorry. Next time something like that happens and someone says to me, oh, I'm just following policies, I'm going to ask... Can you show me where these policies are? But they're are? not going to show you. You know okay. they're not going to show you those policies. That's the thing. Because it's not it, there. <laughs> right. That's, that's what I'm saying. They're not going to show you. That's exactly what I'm going to say because I want you to show me where these policies are. And the thing that kills me more than anything else is that when stories like these break and hit the media, these banks or these companies in general, they come out and they issue these statements. If you look at all of this discrimination, mm -hmm and the statements issued by the companies mm -hmm. behind these discrimination. They're almost the same statement oh. all the time. It's like- All the same is are exactly the same because these banks and these companies are billion dollar big business, big businesses. They're not, they're not that worried because they know, especially a bank. Even if they get sued, they're not worried because no. they're gonna-, they're gonna even, if they, even if they lost it. If they lost, say, say, no. say Example, say the woman got her million dollars. There's still going to be a billion dollar bank. Yeah. With yeah. all the locations and everything. So it's like you won, but did you really win something? And that's the part that sucks. And then the, the trend of discrimination continues. Mm -hmm. Even when some so of it's them like win, it, they it still continues. It'd be big companies that do the worst. Yeah. That's people willing to look at. It'd be big businesses that do the worst and they'll pay someone off sometimes or they'll just get their team of 20, 50, 50 lawyers and whatever you, yeah for, and throw you under mountains and mountains and mountains and mountains of paperwork and all the legal and f at some point you just finally just give up and they know that's what's gonna happen and that's what a lot of people do a lot of people give up you mm -hmm. know because they're just mentally and emotionally yeah, they can't you, go through all of that you know who gonna go to court for years trying all, yeah. all that legal fees adds up it does say you won that million how much of them legal fees could be like half a million? How much? Like how much do you really get at the end of of that taxes, settlement or whatever? How much you get yeah. after the taxes and the legal fees? I know. Was it really worth it? Because it's like that's that's what I think of. Because it's like I may have hit you or tried to win. Say I won, did I really win? Not really. Not really. It's it's, it's crazy. All right. So the previous video was happened in Canada at a TD mm -hmm. Bank. Now let's turn our attention over to France. Mm. All right, there was oh, this, this young the yeah this this young man. He, I guess he's a record um, recording record producer, producer mm -hmm. and he stepped out of his um, his uh, office. So we're gonna give a trigger warning. Um, I'm saying this so people really know. I'm giving you a trigger warning because for a lot of us, including us, when you see things like this, it hits you. So especially if you're a black man or woman, it hits you somewhere 
and it really makes your blood hot. It makes you ask a million questions. It hurts. It really hurts. And what hurts the most too is that they don't expect, okay, my natural reaction when someone accuse me of something or mm -hmm. do something to me, mm -hmm. my natural reaction is to defend myself, right. okay? However, when you are confronted by a police officer, everybody expects you to act like a two-year-old. Yeah. You're not supposed to speak up or, you know, you of course, you're not you gonna say to stuff to incriminate yourself. You're supposed to comply. But what happened when that cop approach you as a murderer, as a, uh, is there anything worse than a murderer? What happened when that cop just approached you with totally bad attitude? What do you do? Are and you gonna the, bow down and kneel to him? And the thing I is, don't think so. But the thing is nowadays, the people that are supposed to protect and serve, right? That's what you took the job to do, right? You, you took the job, you chose They're the not job doing that. to protect and serve. Now with black people, male or female, we don't ever feel safe when we see you. We don't ever feel comfortable when we see you. When we see you, we get a knot in our stomach because we don't know how you're gonna be. We don't know what you're gonna do. We don't know how you're gonna move. We don't know if we talk to you respectfully, if you still might turn out to be an angry, right. angry, angry right. cop. And so, so and that's the sad part. Yeah, very sad. And so this with this one, if the guy did not have video um, cameras set up in his studio, then it would have turned out a different way. It could have been way worse. That's the sad part. And, what, yeah. and you actually just informed me of something I didn't know that in France you cannot film the cops on duty. Yeah, they were debating some some law or something they were going to introduce that you cannot film the cops that while they're me, duty that makes me nervous. in public. You like, see what I'm saying? That nervous. would make anybody nervous. Like, what are you trying to hide? Let's take a look at this video. Yeah. Music producer Michel Zecler was trying to enter his Paris studio when four police agents started punching him. The incident was caught on camera and it took place during a nationwide debate about a new bill which restricts the filming of police while on duty. Dozens of punches, kicks, and baton beatings. For over five minutes, three French police officers assault a black music producer in his own studio. The victim had stepped outside without a mask and returned to his studio to obtain one when he saw the police. But the officers followed him inside and, according to the victim, repeatedly shouted racial slurs while beating him. Michel has now filed a complaint with the police watchdog. I know they're going to do their job, and that's all I want, for them to do their job. I was assaulted because they had authority. I didn't do anything. I didn't punch anyone. I didn't do anything. Michel, who never appears to resist arrest, struggles with the police for nearly 20 minutes in total. Though he was originally arrested for violence against public servants, after the video and photos of his injuries emerged, the charges were dropped and replaced by an investigation into the officers. Okay, so why were those charges dropped? Because he because had video, he had in, video his in his music studio. Yeah. In his music studio, he had video. And it didn't like, show that he was resisting a, uh, arrest or anything. anything. In other words, it didn't do anything to deserve any of that. And, period. And, and, it's, and it's really scary to hear that they were going to make charges on him that they knew for sure were a lie. That's what they always do. They make like, up these what? charges on people. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, some of us don't have the 
ability or some of us don't know the law some of us don't know so many things because mm -hmm. you don't know you know all your rights yeah because they will come up to you and say things and intimidate you you have weapons on you i don't yeah so the, I, like, they make up all those stories about you having weapons they you plant got, like you stuff make up on you. all types of you come at me and you speaking with your uh, aggressiveness and you got you have a gun on you you have a taser on you you have a uh, um uh baton on you i don't have nothing i want to live so it's just Mm. And I don't, that, I don't that know. Been so much it could have been. It could be. He could have been killed. Been here. And I, I, the thing is that I do not know how I would react if if that was me. Okay. And I'm, I'm gonna put it out there. I do not like the police. I know it sounds like a a, 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 no. a, a wide blanket statement, but what we see on TV is the worst of the cops all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't be. I don't see. And good that cops. that alone give me reason not to trust them, not to like them, right, and not to contribute to their fraternity whenever time of year they come begging for money. Because if you're gonna ask for my, my money and and my brothers and my sisters are still being slaughtered, then I'm not gonna give you anything. Nothing. You see what I'm saying? Like I said, we we don't ever feel safe, comfortable. Or like when we see police, oh, I feel safe. Oh, this, this, everything's going to be good. No, you feel uncomfortable. You get knots in your stomach. You feel tense. You don't know if you even going by these police if you're going to be safe. Do you ever think, like, do, you, do you think that there will ever be an end to police brutality in America? Do you think so? Because Honestly, obviously the laws as they stand as they, as they stand right now aren't working. Um, you still have lots and lots of bad cops. You still have people joining the joining the the, the, the police, police force. force because they're racist and they want to take out they, they want to have a legitimate reason to take out their frustration on black people. Do I think that it's getting getting going to get better? I could be as hopeful as I want to be, but to be honest, until I see it to be wholeheartedly honest it seems to me like it's only gotten worse because we now literally see it you have body cam yeah you have most of the stuff are on camera you literally you see, see it the, in real time you see the video of a black man getting shot in the back of his head while he is handcuffed on the ground yeah you see the video of you smashing the window and pulling the man through the window we see now everything on camera and then you still keep doing it. You get a little slap on the wrist, suspension, paid leave, or you quit yourself, and you're still good. You're still a free, alive human being. But now, why, why I say it seems like it's getting worse and worse because it's continuously happening. And now, it's video. Like, you really are seeing it right there on video, and nothing's changing. Nothing is changing. Absolutely nothing is changing. And um, it rem to be honest with you, it reminds me of... The rights to hold to hold guns in this country. I mean, you can put whatever laws you want to put in place. It's not changing anything. You got body cams. You got dash cams. You got people that got cameras in their own cars. You got people that uh, film it with their phones. And there are times too. There are times too when the cops edit the video before. You know, if they someone complains, they edit mm -hmm. the video before, um, before it comes out. And yep. unless there are several people 
recording the incidents. That's why I say I don't always believe the body cams in the dash. No, I'm sorry. You, no, you can't. Because there's can. times where they do they edit, edit those, stuff. Unless out. there's a crowd so of you never get the full story. There, unless there's a crowd of people out there with their phones out right there. You're not gonna get the full truth. You're never gonna get the full truth. Cause it's gonna like these cops will make up a lot in a second. Oh, he hit me first, or he did it, and then somebody will come up like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, you swung it like I like the videos I see now make me make my stomach turn. Cause when you see a cop punch, kick, shoot, and this, and this is the reason why a lot of people don't want to leave their houses because they don't know what they're gonna face when they go out in public. And um, I'm not saying people should live their lives in a bubble, mm. but when you see stuff like this and th there's no solutions to it, you have to protect yourself by any means necessary. And if that means you staying your butt home and don't mm -hmm. go anywhere, then do what you have to do. Yeah, you know. I think I but told, I people think like myself, we're not gonna live in fear. We gotta go yeah. out and we gotta do stuff and blend in with the rest of society for yeah. what it's worth. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Now, this final story, I want you guys to take a look at this video right here. The video that got a deputy sheriff in Georgia placed on leave. It shows a black man being pinned and beaten during an arrest, and it is provoking outrage online. ABC's Elwin Lopez is in Atlanta with much more. Elwin, good morning to you. Good morning, Dan. At least one Clayton County deputy is on leave and under investigation following that arrest video, but the sheriff's office has yet to comment on what led up to this incident. This morning, outrage after this disturbing video posted online. Witnesses capturing the footage on Friday, showing deputies in Georgia pinning a man down. At least one of the deputies punching the man in the face, shouting that the man was biting him. That's Roderick Walker. His attorney says the father of four and his girlfriend had just dropped off their rental car and got a ride home. Shortly after, they see Clayton County deputies pulled that car over for an alleged broken taillight. Despite Roderick not being a driver, was a passenger, they immediately approached him, asked him for his ID. He informed them that he did not have any ID and that he didn't need any since he was not driving a vehicle. That's when Walker's attorney says his client was asked to step out of the car. It escalates to him being beaten on the ground, being tased and almost dying. And they take him to jail. His young child heard in the video. Walker's attorney says the driver was not charged, but his client is now in jail, facing two counts of battery and two counts of obstruction of an officer. The people that need to be in jail are the officers who attacked him and violated his civil rights. And Walker's attorney says they now want an independent investigation outside of the sheriff's office. That's that's the part that hurts the most, knowing that his child is witnessing him being abused by a police officer. Um, we've seen this too many times, and the story, the story, I, I, sometimes I'm lost for it, to be honest with you. Um, it's similar to when the gentleman was at, uh, breaking up a fight and then trying to get back into his car, and his mm -hmm. three kids were in the back, and the cop shot him in the back yeah. seven times, yeah. and his kids were in the back. And my thing is, you don't know the traumatization that you are putting on a child, especially black child, white officers, you see your father. And, and also how it affects the psyche of everyone who witnessed that stuff. You see what I'm saying? You see, 
the the problem with this this society as i see it is that we are willing to throw people in jail a lot of people sitting in jail are innocent people but we don't we don't seek the root of the truth we just see someone and grab anyone sometimes and put them in jail mm -hmm. to make it look as if you're doing your job all right and how do you justify putting someone in jail when in your hearts of hearts you know that person did not do anything how does that make you feel do you get a kick out of it i don't know who i don't i don't is i don't understand it <clears throat> when it comes to like the police like i said it's the job you choose it's the job you choose and the whole thing of being a police officer is you want to help you want to protect you want to serve you want to save lives you want to make things better hopefully i believe that's why you would become a police officer but all we are now continuously seeing is people being attacked murdered harassed like left to right black men and women being just horribly harassed attacked and murdered by police and it's like did you wh what did you take this job for what did you, know you want what? this job for did you want this job for some power i have to think that's what it is some power and it's a power thing and the thing is that the job for, you didn't take the job for what you were supposed to cops are not being held responsible for their actions and that's the number one route right there if you can go out there and kill an innocent man and not being charged with murder and serve time for it then there's a problem with the system itself absolutely and my thing is it's i know for sure because i actually have cops in my family when you're trained if a assailant is getting away, if an assailant is trying to attack you, you're supposed to shoot or you're supposed to tase. But if you're shooting, you shoot to injure, not to murder. Not to kill. In Again, fact, you shouldn't be shooting anybody in the back when they're running away from you. That's the thing. You're not that supposed to shoot. You're not, a lot of times. Shoot. you're not supposed to shoot in the back. You're supposed to shoot in the foot, shoot in the leg. They always say, do a warning shot and do a shot that is not fatal. The problem with this video, however, is that after you hold the man down on the ground, um, trying to uncuff him, you see what I'm saying? There are what? Three or four cops held him on the ground. So there's no way he's going to get up. So why are we Then you start punching him in the face, in his head. Why punch in the head? If you have to punch, why it's always in the head? Or if you have to kneel, why it's always in someone's neck or in a part of their bodies where they can get seriously injured or paralyzed. That's like what I said. That's what I don't to, get. Their training tells them to do the exact opposite of what they actually do. What they do is not what their training tells them. And that's what always gets me. Like I said, I know cops. I know, have friends that are cops. I have it in my family. And it's like, you're not trained to go for a kill. You're not trained to go but for fatality. That's what we see all the time. But, and yet, we always see you do that. Why in the world is it five cops shooting 90 bullets at one person? At one person. Dude, let's and try, why let's, is it, let's even attempt to try and make that make any Why is it five or ten cops have to show up to arrest one, one person? person? 
It takes you see what I'm saying? They escalate the situation before before anything else. They are the ones you're who the ones always escalate escalating the situation. Why is it four police cars pulling up to one person? Why are you surrounding... Uh, what, what was the one we saw before? It was a teen outside of a store, and it was literally six cops yeah, around him. Yeah, you see that all the time. So I believe that they escalate a situation, a lot of situations that shouldn't... Yes. Because my thing is that when you're cornered like an animal... Your first instinct is to react. You're going you know to say, it, and like, that is you what say. If you have six cops around you with guns, tasers, and batons, and you are one person, one black male or one black female, that your heart is not going to race, and yeah. you're not going to have a fight. And you have no way to of, escape. You're not going to have a fight or flight. You're not going to be in fear. Why are y'all surrounding me? It's like you corner animal. What that animal is going to do? It's going to attack. You see what I'm saying? It's not going to like I always say. Just stay calm. Stay calm. Why are y'all surrounding me? Why is it six cops around me, one little one person? Y'all can never make that make sense. Anyway, the, you know what? What I would say, though, is um, in situations like these, no one knows how they're going to react. No one knows. I don't care if you're black, white, whatever. Nobody knows how you're going to react when you find yourself in a situation like up, yeah. this. What needs to be done is that I believe that the officers need to be trained to deal with situations such as this because they're the ones that are escalating things to another level. Sometimes they're lying people. Sometimes people are trying to, you know. Because they know that their uh, other cop colleagues will back them right, up. Right, will back them up them. and stuff. You oh, see? They stick by each other. And cameras aren't working, obviously. And when they do work, they edit some of those things before they show them to the public. Unless there are several people recording the same incidents, then the truth will never come forward. I do not trust the police to state exactly, precisely what went down. It's like the, That's video, just it's like the video that we did last week with the woman. Right. Pregnant, three kids in the car. You come with your gun drawn. You see this is a woman. You see she's pregnant. They you don't see care. Three they kids don't in care. The they do not the care. The way that he yells, This is a black woman. Belligerently yelling and screaming and not stopping. A white woman would have argued her way out of the situation, had no guns drawn. A white woman or a white man, there are times, but, you know, it would have been ended in a very different way. We know that. Yeah, that, We're that, not like making that this up. We see it all the time. She was pregnant and three kids in the bed. Like and what and as well what they're so, what they are supposed to be trained and taught is you're always supposed to de-escalate the situation. How are you going to de like, de-escalate when you have ten cops around you? Who is supposed to do this de-escalation? Right, that's what they're Common that's sense. what they're supposed to be taught, and that's my thing. Y'all get so mad that we saying defund the police when we say we need police reform when we need we need y'all to need honestly y'all need to be psychologically evaluated and we need that's what like needs to be done people need, to be need changed i do not think they do enough psychological evaluations when they hire on the force and that needs to change a lot of stuff needs to change and on that note we have more coming we, we're really gonna have more coming um i think once a month like uh Sheriff had stated initially, we're going to be focusing yeah. on this because it it's needs necessary. to be magnified. I know there are a lot of videos out there and there are a lot of people reporting on the same thing. Guess what? I think the more of us that do this, hopefully, and I can only say hopefully, hopefully. something will change. That's what I'm hoping and praying for. And I say this for all black people out there. 
I pray for you. I say when you walk out of your house, pray for yourself. Check yes. on your mental health. Stay Check lifted on up. your mind, your body, your spirit. Because in the times that we're in, it seems like just being black is dangerous. Yeah. So yeah. stay safe. And just always check on your mental health. This is a huge thing. Because when you see videos like this, this is scarring. It's traumatizing for the people that watch it and then the people that are in it. Yeah. So I really do pray for all black people out here. All right, friends. On that note, we say goodbye. And we'll see you next time on another episode of Soul Food and Lemonade. Thanks for joining us this week on Soul Food and Lemonade. Be sure to visit our website at anchor.fm forward slash soulfoodandlemonade where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, to name a few, or via RSS, so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we appreciate a rating and a comment on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about us, that will help as well. Please make a donation to sustain future episodes.